Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Ross Hurley, content creator here at EM360 and your host on this podcast. Make sure you stay up to date with all our latest episodes by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you go for your podcast needs. Before we delve into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about one of our partner events that is coming up, TechX Event. The world-leading enterprise technology exhibition and conference will return to Business Design Centre London on the 6th to 7th of September 2021 to host its fifth annual event. It will bring together key industries from across the globe for two days of top-level content and thought leadership discussions across four co-located events. Make sure you register today at techxevent.com forward slash techx hyphen global forward slash. On today's episode, I'm joined by Ellison Ann Williams, founder and CEO at OnVail. Ellison Ann is here to talk about the power of leveraging privacy-enhancing technologies, or PETs, for social good. Welcome, Ellison Ann. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself, please? Thank you, Ross. It's great to be here. Uh, so like you mentioned, I am the founder and CEO of OnVail. I am a research mathematician by training and spent quite a bit of time inside of the U.S. intelligence community before starting Unveil the company about five years ago. Fantastic. So I just want to lay down the groundwork. What are privacy-enhancing technologies, and why is the age-old term gaining traction and attention today? Ah, so privacy-enhancing technologies, as a term, as you pointed out, is not new. So it is a family of technologies that serve to preserve and enhance the privacy and security of data throughout its processing life cycle. So privacy-enhancing technologies as a term has been around maybe for three decades or so, and in particular, one of its key pillars of homomorphic encryption, often considered to be the holy grail of crypto, has been around and really sought after for about four decades. So privacy-enhancing technologies as a family, like I said, is not new, but it is absolutely powerful, and it's poised to really transform uh, how and where organizations can securely and privately leverage data assets. That's fantastic. And I guess because it's a group of technologies here and it's been around for three decades, it's obviously made a pretty big impact on the enterprise uh, tech landscape. So drawing on the infographic that Envail published at the end of 2020, can you walk us through some of the biggest business enabling powers and long-term socioeconomic benefits of PETs? So this is the really fascinating aspect of privacy-enhancing technologies as a family, because as you heard me mention just a second ago, it's comprised of multiple technologies, one of which is homomorphic encryption, you've got secure multi-party compute, but these family of technologies has a lot of cryptographic kind of security technologies in them. And the interesting thing about pets as a family is that although they're comprised of very security-forward technologies, they're a business enabling in terms of a family. So why is that the case? Because remember I said that privacy-enhancing technologies serve to preserve the privacy and security of data throughout its processing life cycle. So let's unpack that just a little bit more to understand what it means. So if you think about it, 
the way that businesses or organizations will most often meaningfully use or process data under the hood for any kind of business purpose is by running some kind of a search or an analytic or a machine learning model over that data. So what privacy-enhancing technologies do is they allow you to preserve the privacy of the information contained in the content of that search or the analytic or the machine learning model as it's being performed. So that information could be personal information. It could be regulated information, healthcare types of information, or all kinds of information that would otherwise be very sensitive and make it hard to use globally for the social good. So when you look at privacy-enhancing technologies in terms of protecting the information and the search and the analysis of the processing, what that does in terms of business enablement is open whole new doors for use cases under the umbrellas of things like secure data sharing and collaboration across jurisdictions between organizations and things like secure data monetization, creating new revenue streams for organization in a privacy-preserving manner. Yeah, I think also when you're preserving data in the modern day, I mean, you're not just preserving your own data. A lot of this data is 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 data that has been volunteered by people. It's personal information, like you were quite, quite correctly saying. And with the amount of data leaks that we regularly see in the enterprise technology landscape, let alone just seeing it on the news when you turn on the news, having a sort of technology that helps to preserve this information, helps to protect this information, seems like it's not only useful, but more or less essential and and kind of the moral thing to be investing in. So that kind of brings me into my next point here, which is Envale's latest partnership with the US's leading counter-human trafficking intelligence organization, Deliver Fund, exemplifies the power of leveraging pets for social good. How and why did this collaboration come about? In what ways is this relationship truly helping to combat the criminal epidemic and protect vulnerable people? I think the Deliver Fund partnership with human trafficking is a great example of how privacy-enhancing technologies can be used to really impact the global social good. So Deliver Fund is a nonprofit entity. They're the largest uh, maintainer, I will say, of human trafficking information here in the United States, but also from a global perspective. And they, of course, uh, as a nonprofit, want to really help fight and combat human trafficking on a global scale. Now, the traffickers are, of course, uh, in that business in order to make money. And so a lot of the dimensionality around human trafficking is relating to our financial system and the flow of funds through the financial system. So when you start looking at it that way, then you get into use cases around anti-money laundering as it relates to human trafficking. So the partnership with Deliver Fund is an interesting one because you have large enterprises that, of course, have a responsibility, not only from a regulatory standpoint, but from a social good standpoint to fight human trafficking. And the way that they really see human trafficking manifesting in their systems is through money movement. So these organizations want to fight human trafficking. And of course, data is the backbone of the digital economy. So having access to this type of data relating to human trafficking that Deliver Fund has is really insightful and eye-opening for these organizations in their fight against human trafficking. The problem comes in where you've got all this human trafficking data from 
deliver fund. And these large companies don't want all that human trafficking information in their systems, obviously, for liability purposes. But at the same time, they can't really easily or practically take their customer lists or their transaction list and send them over to deliver fund to see if there are any matches against all of this human trafficking information. So this is where this partnership with Deliver Fund for us becomes so powerful because what we enable is for the organization to take their information relating to customer base or financial transactions, encrypt that information in the form of encrypted search and encrypted watch list, for example, and then go run that encrypted search over the Deliver Fund human trafficking data without ever decrypting the search, thus without ever exposing their customer sensitive information with within the deliver fund environment, produce encrypted results. This is the power of that key pillar of privacy enhancing technologies called homomorphic encryption that I mentioned at the top of our recording, produces those encrypted results that comes back to the corporation where they can then decrypt and see if they had any hits relative to their customer list, and then they can take further action from there. So that's a great example of how privacy enhancing technologies can really enable social good all the way around. Yeah, no, it's very heavy stuff. It's interesting to think about this technology or this set of technologies, I guess, pets, um, because it really is that now. Now that you put it in that in that light, it seems like it's not only you know something that's useful for a business or useful for a nonprofit, but but really it's it's kind of essential in this world in order to actually protect people's information, but also to avoid any necessarily like harmful actions such as money laundering. Which kind of moves me into my next point here as well, because while we're talking about counter-human trafficking organizations, I know that pets can also be used in the healthcare sector and that there's a necessity for pets in the healthcare sector. How would this health tech innovation enhance the industry and why are you so passionate about it? Absolutely. Just like privacy-enhancing technologies can play a big part in social good and follow the money types of use cases for human trafficking, et cetera, it plays a huge role in healthcare. And I think it completely transform how global health information is used. So why is that the case? Because health information clearly is some of the most sensitive personal information that we all have. And it's protected as such around the globe. And that's necessary. And that's very important. But the flip side of that protection is that it makes it very difficult for that data to be used effectively in this kind of holistic global setting for things like vaccine research, disease treatments, things like that. So what privacy enhancing technologies enables is a form of decentralized data sharing and collaboration. So this sensitive healthcare information can remain at its point of origin. So it doesn't have to move. It can stay in the hospital. It can stay in the insurance company. It can stay in the doctor's office. And these types of encrypted analytics, searches, machine learning models can go to the data itself and be processed there, still respecting all of the requirements of the sensitive information. And then the insights can be combined for those use cases that I mentioned just a second ago, things like vaccine research, disease treatment, things like that. Uh, That's fantastic. So uh, am I right in thinking that the personal information remains intact? It doesn't get taken away from the patient by, by any means, but the 
the useful information that you can get from that can be extracted and used for the purpose of, let's say, for an example, creating a new vaccine. Absolutely. That's great. I mean, because it's not even just the case of, in this instance, trying to fight it for COVID, but there's a million things we need vaccines for, you know, new new malaria vaccines. However, many diseases might be existing in the globe. If you have this information readily available, you're not going to have to spend loads of money on privately finding other tests subjects, or at least you will cut down the costs on that by just having that medical information at your hand. Absolutely. And certainly a global pandemic like COVID has highlighted the need for global cooperation and data sharing and simultaneously also raised questions around, well, how do we do that and still respect all of this privacy, not only for COVID and the global pandemic, but a multitude of different health-related use cases. And privacy-enhancing technologies are quite poised to do just that. No, absolutely. I completely agree with that. So what's next for pets? Where do you see data protection tech heading in terms of its potential society aiding and bettering capabilities? So privacy enhancing technologies, like I said, it's not new, but it's really experiencing a new renaissance in the market. That's from a variety of factors, you know, global demand for privacy, the digital economy, et cetera, but also breakthroughs in the underlying technologies themselves that allow them to be faster and more agile and more flexible. So I think what you will see is a continuation of these core market dynamics and a continuation of advances in the underlying technologies themselves that open the door to more and more types of business-enabling, social good-enabling use cases that pets can be used for in the world. So I think you will see an increase in adoption in solutioning around privacy-enhancing technologies and interest in privacy-enhancing technologies as we move forward. That's fantastic. And what's next for Enveil? So for us, we continue to ride and push those boundaries of the technology and, of course, of the use cases. So we're putting out new product lines around encrypted machine learning and, of course, expanding the features so that we can work more seamlessly for all of these different types of use cases that we had talked about. Fantastic. That's great. Alison Ann, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Uh, I'm afraid we're out of time. Thank you, Ross. It's been a pleasure. For all of our listeners, please stay up to date with our podcast by subscribing on Spotify, Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts. You can also access our articles and videos at em360tech.com. You can check out Enveil at www.enveil.com. I'm Ross Hurley, and we'll catch you next time for another episode of the EM360 podcast. Mm -hmm.